What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you today, sir? I'm doing stupendous. How are you doing? Inspirational. <laughs> Hopefully, whenever everyone's done listening to this episode, they're feeling inspired as well. We have two inspirational stories in your week on High Note. Tim, what do you got? I have an inspirational story for you today that took 30 years to make. Um, that being said, I'm going to talk to you about Catherine. Catherine is a woman who was in the hospital in 1993. Um, she was getting ready to have uh, to give birth. Um, when she was getting ready to give birth, she was actually having some complications, and the doctor said, you are going to need a C-section, but we cannot give you a C-section until you pay for it. Catherine what? didn't. Exactly. Catherine did not have the $70, the 70 euros at the time to pay for it. Um, so she was just laying there hoping something would happen. Um, a few days go by and the nurse was basically letting people know what was going on um, and that's whenever Allie, Allie is a nurse. She was actually on tour at this hospital. She came in. Um, the nurse actually told Allie, yeah, she's not gonna make it and the baby's not going to make it unless she has the surgery. So that's when Allie stepped in, spoke to somebody and was like, we're gonna pay for the surgery. They paid for it. She ended up giving birth to her daughter, Regina. Um, so Catherine gave birth to Regina in 1993 um, because of Allie. They kept in touch for a little bit, but they soon, very, very fast, they lost touch of each other. It's a beautiful story, met some strangers, helped with the surgery, helped the baby survive, helped Catherine survive. But that's when everything gets wild. About 18 months ago, Catherine and Regina, they were actually uh, preparing to go to work abroad a charity uh, ship called Mercy Ships. It's the largest civilian uh, medical ship in the world. Um, they were actually getting ready to go volunteer, do their thing. Um, they were actually inspired all those years before by Allie. Um, now Catherine and Regina are both nurses. They want to help out the way that Allie helped them out. They get to the ship and as soon as they get to the ship, standing outside is Miss Allie. Um, Catherine sees her, gets out, they immediately hug, they cried, they haven't seen each other in about 30 years, right? Um, Allie had no idea, really, like she played that big of an impact in their lives for them to become a nurse, right? So Allie gets out, she talks to them, and she hears more about their story, right? Um, Catherine basically was so inspired by Allie, she wanted to go back to school, she um, became a nurse, and she wanted to help out in her community. Um, she ended up getting going to Australia, moving to Australia. Catherine was on the other side of the world as well, as, as well too. So Regina knew about Allie, but never got to meet her. Um, now, her being a nurse, she was actually going onto this ship to work as a nurse. Her mom was going on the ship to work in the kitchen to help out, who's also a nurse as well, too. Um, but they're going on that ship to train, basically, other people to how to give surgery and stuff like that for these smaller towns. Um, they teamed up together for this, and they actually got to meet the doctor who actually funded, who paid for the surgery originally, who Allie went to, um, to pay for the surgery for her. And they all got to meet. It was just a beautiful story where they tied in together. The reason why I'm talking about it here on The Positive Truth is because Allie, Catherine, Regina, they all impacted each other somehow, some way. Regina wasn't even bored yet, and she played an inspiration for Allie. Allie saw Catherine and needed help, and which inspired Catherine to want to do more for her community. And 30 years later, all of them are still giving back, not only to their community, but communities all over the world, because somebody took the time to help them, I thought was super beautiful. Um, Catherine, who had no idea Regina was a nurse who had no idea, I'm sorry, Allie, who had no idea Regina was a nurse and Catherine was a nurse, had no clue that she played that big of an impact because they lost touch 30 years ago. This just shows you whenever you take the time to do something positive and don't look for anything in return, you can actually change the world. 
they're helping so many people, over 2,000 people between them that they've helped. I think this is a beautiful story all around. So what I took from that was that Kathleen was broke because if you can't afford 70 euros, I mean, it's 1993, money's different, but still, that means you can't afford it, you don't have any family members that can support you, which means you're probably not in a good spot because it's hard to succeed in life without support. The fact that Allie was the only person that helped her says something on its own about where she was at, and then she took her bad situation, probably being a single parent, went back to school, became a nurse, and then her daughter became a nurse, and now they're helping people. Just all I need, all, sometimes all you need is one, one chance and one person to help you. Absolutely. I just shared the video of them hugging as well to the Facebook page if you guys want to check it out. There's no uh, volume on it at all whatsoever, but you can definitely see the beauty in it. So yeah, definitely check that out on the Positive Truth Facebook page. Before we get to our last inspirational story, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each, because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Being able to dream while I'm awake. True story. Um, Edna hit me with, uh, I, I think I was talking to her about you know, signing Layla up for basketball, how you know, I'm ready for it, I'm excited, woohoo! And she was like, I know you've been daydreaming about this all day, and when you daydream, you can keep going. And that's when I hit her with one of those quotes, I can't even remember, the man that learned how to dream awake um, is feared, I can't even remember the whole quote, it was basically a long quote, but it was one of those positive truth moments, and she was like, oh, that was deep out of nowhere. But it, it just made me think, like, I do really love the fact that I can dream while I am awake, because at the end of the day, while I'm awake, I can make at least attempt to make those dreams happen. And for me, I definitely daydream about my daughter playing basketball or coaching her, whatever the case may be, and we signed her up, so I'm beyond excited. <laughs> you should have told the, uh, you should have told the thing you told me earlier in the week where you're talking about uh, how you're giving her things you oh. couldn't afford. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about it at the beginning, like there's no way, before we started recording, there's no way we would have been able to afford to play in leagues like that. Like the only basketball teams I played for, they were all free as a kid, like all the way through high school. I, didn't, I don't think I've ever played to play on a team before, couldn't afford to. My mom definitely couldn't, not only couldn't afford to, but couldn't get me to practice if I did enter a team as well. So the fact that my daughter was interested in basketball and she was down to play still is, oh, I'm absolutely signing her up. I ordered her uniform. I'm excited to go get her basketball shoes, everything I possibly can. Like I'm definitely uh, trying to give my child everything I didn't have. So I'm definitely grateful to be able to do so, so far. So, Tim went from lovey-dovey daughter stuff to, JP, what are you grateful for? <laughs> so, what are you grateful for, JP? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta follow that up. So earlier in the week, I said my mind's running, constantly talking to myself. So I have two real escapes. I didn't say this last time. It's working out and reading. Mm. Like, I read so much, it's like, I wake up in the morning, some people scroll social media, I'm just like reading the news. I always read at night. It's not even like, some people are like, I'm gonna try to read a chapter a week. Like, it's just so simple for me, it's like people watching Netflix. So really it's reading and working out. The thing with reading is, I don't really like audiobooks. I don't really like podcasts anymore either, probably because there's so much on my mental, like so many problems I'm trying to solve. It's like, you need I that can't. Quiet time, yeah. Even like new music, I'm just like, sometimes 
It's just hard. I like reading a book and then going to an audiobook. But the thing is, you have to pay for audiobooks. Unless, what I'm grateful for, library cards. Hey. Shout out to library. So I got the Libby app on my phone, got my library card called Southern Oaks. I don't know how they expected me to remember my library card number because <laughs> I barely remember my name. I put it in, and so now I'm reading a book in the morning, and then while I'm driving, I'm listening to it, and then I can just, you know, it's just the read-listen process. It's been great. I don't need music. I know it's ironic we're not listening to, because we're making a podcast, but I'm, I'm not doing the podcast anymore. Just... Reading, lifting, listening to audiobooks. Man, honestly, I don't listen to music as much. I listen to podcasts more, so I definitely hear you, though. Different ways, but I hear you. So, yeah, that's... <sighs> Shout out to the Libby app and to the audiobooks. You know what's so funny? My sister, like, two weeks ago was like, hey, you really should download this Libby app, Tim. Like, you would love it. Like, she just told me that. So the fact that you're downloading and you're listening to it, which you're, you know, doing the double the work reading the book as well, too. Shout out to you, by the way, for that. <laughs> Um, I think that's amazing, man. Yeah. I will say, the library we're signed up at isn't as good as others because, you know, they got limited stock. I feel you. So we might need to sign up for other <laughs> <laughs> non-Southside Oklahoma City libraries as well and switch out the accounts because I kind of looked at the catalog and I was like, oh. Yeah. I love how close you had that to your face because I'm pretty positive it was that close when you looked. I mean, that's how close I have to have it to read because you know my vision's bad. I'm glad no, I'm glad we're not recording because they would have been like, JP, is he blind? Yes, Indubity. yes I am. So my inspirational story is a little different. Let's just say financial times are a little hard right now and we've all heard the term eat the rich. So I want to tell a story about a billionaire. His name is Charles Finley, and he just passed away October, I think like 10th or 11th. He was 92 years old. He is one of the most philanthropic people ever. But here's his story. So he grew up Irish-American. He was actually in the Republic Army doing all sorts of stuff. His life was, he was in Jersey, served in the Air Force, studied hotel management in college. You don't think a lot of money with hotel management. He ended up doing shopping business, selling liquor, cigarettes, 1950s in Europe. Started, you know, people like drugs. People like liquor, cigarettes. They like chips and snacks and candies, things sweet. His business went global. He got a lot of profits. By the 1980s, he was bringing in 35 million a year in the 80s. It's a lot of money. Absolutely. So he sold and he started investing. He invested in land, hotels, retail shops, clothing companies, like Louis Vuitton, stuff like that. Mm. By age 50, he had homes in New York, London, Paris, Honolulu, San Francisco, Aspen, Colorado, and in Paris. Yeah, he's multi-billionaire for sure. He was an Irish-American. He married a German-American. They were from poor backgrounds. So in his 50s, he was just like, he had a midlife crisis, even though it wasn't really midlife. He was like, I'm troubled by these black tie dinners. I'm troubled by these grand yachts. 
because my family and friends that are living in Jersey, they're not living like this. And I'm like totally detached to them. So what he did was he was like, how much is rich? Like, do I deserve this? Like, do I deserve this much money? Like, I have too many boats, money, streamages. Like, this, I just, he was like, I don't deserve this much. Like, one person shouldn't have all of this by themselves. So in his 50s, early 90s, he was like, I'm done. He gave up everything. He quit his wealthy social groups. He started flying economy. He gave up all his clothes. He gave up fancy restaurants. He sold all his cars and did public transportation. And he started giving his, way, his money away anonymously. Only 1% of American givers do that. So he started his own philanthropic company called the Atlantic Philanthropies. And he took all his stakes and moved them over. And he just started selling stuff. When he started selling stuff, company value in 1984 was $500 million in 1984. My man was rich. <laughs> and, but he kept selling, kept selling. And then he sold, in 1997, he sold his piece of Louis Vuitton in Moet Hennessy. And the value of it was $1.6 billion. Whoa. Yeah. But he kept giving it all away, kept giving it all away. And by the time early 2000s came along, 2020, he had to shut down his philanthropy company because he had given away literally $2 billion. In the span of our lifetimes. $2 billion. <laughs> wow. In his last decades, he didn't own a home. He didn't own a car. He had a $10 watch. He preferred buses, buses and taxis. Until he was 75, he only flew coach. He and his second wife rented an apartment in San Francisco, two bedroom. He sold all his houses, gave everything away, and no one knew. It wasn't until he died last week when they were like, hey, by the way, this person did this. He had it all as far as material things go, and he just he's decided values are more important and he just completely changed and he said he was more fulfilled that way and gave away two billion dollars so shout out to mr charles finley finney i think that's an inspirational story absolutely it actually made me think about how i feel giving back like we work hard right for the money we have we have to pay bills etc but there's times where you feel way better whenever you're able to do for somebody else that that's helpful like it feels way better than me getting this dollar sometimes actually most of the time to be honest with you like I thrive off of helping other people feel better for sure it makes it's I'm paying myself just by them feeling better so for him to figure that out at a young age I mean I know 50 seems older but it's pretty young age for him to live 40 plus more years giving back everything he worked so hard for and he probably he gave it back probably in the, the best way he saw fit which that's how it should be and he did it anonymously like your mom always says is the best way to give back i think that's amazing man i definitely think that's amazing i did get some dates backwards so he was born in 1931 so he was in his 50s in 1984 when he started so he didn't start in the 90s started in the 80s but still it's freaking amazing man i'm i'm in awe of it i actually saw the article i didn't click on the link to read the whole story and i regret it now i'm glad that you you're able to hear to give me that audio <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for on the positive truth podcast absolutely do you have an inspirational quote before we get out of here, Tim? Absolutely. Happiness is 
when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. Quotes by Tim. And we appreciate everyone for listening. We're out. Stay positive.